Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, first off, fuck the Supreme fuck Court the Supreme for Court. overturning Roe v. Wade. We if you are don't recording believe, from 60 years yeah. in the past because the Supreme Court just fucked yeah. our entire if legal you precedent don't believe for the last that abortion decades, is health care, fuck out of here. you. Fuck we don't you. want you here. Fuck Actually, off. could you message us directly because it feels really good to say fuck you yeah, personally, personally to, to you. people who feel like then that. Then we can publicly shame you and yeah. then you can fuck off to Absurdistan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, it's all I can think about yeah. all the time, dude. I'm so mad. It's fucking and unbelievable. Like, dude, and like I told you earlier, those people on my Facebook, like that I served, like the dude that I served with, it's like your whole personality is your fucking middle aged white guy who has never experienced. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've experienced some kind of hardship, but you've never been in a position where like you, you didn't have rely options. On the state. Yeah, you yeah. rely on the federal and, government. And your whole personality is getting on Facebook and arguing with people. That's I, all it I is. never see this dude unless he wants to say some stupid shit. Like, well, actually, shut the fuck up, bro. bro you know what, really? And I never I never respond to him. I no. never engage with him. I let other people wow, do dude, that. So he just goes on and dude, on. Dude, he just, like... He, he like, just knows you've got the blue-haired liberals to fight he, with. He does, yeah, yeah, really, he does. He's like, if I if, if he wants to pick a good fight, he just goes to one of my posts. Oh, and your says, status, yeah. <laughs> God, Yeah. Um, the thing that, you know, what makes me really mad, I was reading this article about how like this is like the republicans or a dog chasing a car and they caught the car what are they gonna do now yeah. and they were like this is gonna affect uh I was, like this republican strategist was saying this he's like this is gonna really affect us uh with the voters and I was, like suburban I that women too. like how are you well they're saying there's suburban women and it makes me really fucking mad because they were gonna get the votes from suburban women until they overturned abortion. Yeah. And I'm fair. like, no. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Like, <laughs> every time you're voting for Republicans, you're voting for fascism, you're voting for this shit. Like, yeah. even if they're not about to do it, that's what you're voting for. And people are getting what they've been voting for for 20 fucking years. Yeah. And now everyone's like, oh, I can't believe they would do this. I, two what are weeks you talking ago, about, Two dog? weeks ago, I was having arguments with friend after friend about how they're like, it was just a leak. They're not actually going to do it. Bullshit. I'm like, what the fuck does yeah. it take? Yeah. What the fuck did it put your head in the fucking sink? What, like, you a, think climate change also, is real? Jesus leak, Christ. Uh, it's just a leak. What is a leak, though? It's it's and, the leak of information. And an that, entire thing like that has never been leaked from the Supreme Court yeah, before. Yeah. Like, it's so obvious that it was real. And people are like, no. I'm like, we cannot fucking keep ignoring that this is happening. This is goddamn insane. And I don't, Vote in your local elections. Yeah. If you're in Kansas, vote. No. August 2nd? It's vote, August 2nd. You can do an early ballot, too. Okay, but vote no nice. on the proposed amendment change to make abortion legal if yeah. effectively because Republicans because are fascists. Because if it... I don't know. If it comes illegal here, we're probably leaving. If if uh, you can afford it, I know it's a luxury not to afford it to everybody, but yeah. leave. Yeah. Don't stay in fucking Mississippi. Yeah. Don't stay in Kansas. If you're staying... They're not going to get If you're fixed. staying in Mississippi and, like, Alabama already, Why? It's, I mean, why, dude? Because they can't. Kentucky, they can't bro. Like, and I guess that's fair. But yeah, I mean, Kentucky's like, another real. Like, dude, Mitch like, McConnell's literally Mitch McConnell's fucking stomping grounds, and everyone there votes in against their interests because they're real good at lying to you that this is what you want and this is what you should be mad dude, about, and I that you're know. poor and in poverty because it's these people taking these advantage people. of the government. When in reality, it's the people 
telling you that these people are taking advantage of the government. They're the real ones that are taking advantage of the government because they uh, are the government. Ivanka Trump got abortion. Yeah. Fucking Bober got an abortion. Ted Cruz probably paid for that abortion. Yeah. Like, they are all doing the shit that they're every, trying to take every away Republican, uh, Every Republican candidate... Every Republican senator, every Republican congressman will all have access to abortion. If you need us to underground railroad you abortion drugs or to a clinic, we'll do it. Just message us. I don't care. I'm I'm ready to fucking start. I I found on Reddit they have the anti-network is what it's called. Auntie-network. But uh, it's like... Uh, auntie does sound way different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> auntie. Yeah, yeah. The auntie network. Uh, it's just for that. It's really? like basically for, hey, if you're near this part, I could take you to here. Yeah. You know? Which I think is cool. I'm glad that's a thing. Um, but almost horrified that it's a thing. I, I agree. And also the fact that, like, I like that what California's governor was like, we will not work with any law enforcement to prosecute doctors tight. or people getting abortions. That's tight. That's so fucking, dude, that's like. And it's so if it's so funny to me that like people like especially you know Republicans are like we don't want big and, and one of the guys that was arguing on Facebook his big thing was like well they're giving back states rights oh. to do this blah 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 and it's like for people who are like really anti government you sure suck the government's dick quite a lot, a lot. It's down your throat really at all lot. times dude You're like well now the state can yeah. do it oh my fuck. because the state's been good at making decisions what if we went. I don't like okay so like there's a state government that's too big though let's yeah. do like city government no 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 let's do like individual yeah, choices yeah, <laughs> yeah like you know, each person gets to choose that's he, the way he the really, power he should comes be. off as like a dude who's like like seriously calls himself a libertarian and I'm like shut the, up libertarians fucking are, nerd. dude fuck off <laughs> ultimate enlightened centrist to be yeah and fucking the literal worst um. Yeah, so that's what I don't know happening. what else to talk about. I'm so dude, mad, um, dude. It's just oh, been insane. Bro, did you watch uh, the movie that I told you to watch? No. Gojima? I watched Dogma. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, the Kevin yeah, Smith movie? Of course movie? I've seen Dogma. I, it was actually yeah. my very last Kevin Smith movie. I'd seen all of his movies, really? including Tusk. Uh, and not Tusk, Dog, yeah. dude. Uh, Dogma was... It was so good. Uh, Dogma was the first Kevin Smith movie I've ever watched. It was I was like, like nine. <laughs> 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 I was like, holy fuck. It was cool. It was like a lot of... Really interesting plot, like really interesting dialogue. Like yeah. I really like the. It had a really stacked cast too. And Unbe- it was like, dude, like Ben Affleck. I was and texting my friend while yeah. watching it, and I was like, "Holy shit, Ben Affleck yeah. and Matt Damon!" Dude. And then I was like, "Holy shit, Chris Rock, Salma Hayek, I wanted, Alan Rickman." Dude, yeah, I, dude, I can't. I forgot how many many people. George are Carlin. Too, yeah, I wonder what like Kevin Smith's relationship with like. Ben Affleck They're like is. buds. They're yeah, really because good he's in all of his he's movies. In a lot of his yeah, with James Tyler yeah. Bob and stuff like stuff like yeah. that. He's in a lot of his movies, and I'm just like, that's wild. Insane. I wonder how they became friends. Yeah, and Fiorentino is in that movie, and I was absolutely like uh, my sexual awakening was from watching Men in Black and and that lady being in the yeah. movie, and she was just like the coolest, smoothest lady, and she talks like that all throughout the Dogma, and I was just like, oh dude, my I god, need, yeah, I need to, I need to rewatch Dogma. You should. It's, dude, it's, it's on YouTube in its entirety. Really? For free. Chris because the, it was a Weinstein production, and uh, someone uploaded it on YouTube, and the two production companies that are involved in it aren't claiming it, because then it would get involved in the Weinstein settlements after oh. he's been arrested because he's a rapist. And <coughs> uh, so everyone's, they're just like, fuck it. I'm like running no, into There's a, no DVDs of it made anymore. Like, really? Yeah, YouTube is where you I'm running dogs. into a ton of free movies on YouTube for some reason. Like, now my suggest I watched, while I was 
not working. I was watching uh, Gonjium, the movie that I told you to watch. I was rewatching oh, it yeah. while Damn. doing stuff. Dude, it's that good. It's a good fucking movie. All right, man. all right. I like. I'll try to watch it tonight, if dude. I can. It's been a long time since I felt like unsettled by a horror movie. And really, yeah, I, I dude, it's been years since I felt like none of the A twenty four stuff did that to you. No, Midsummer. No, Hereditary. The only thing. The, the only thing that like uh, men, Hereditary kind of Midsummer, not so much because I was just like, this need is to wild. watch the Wailing. The, the Korean wailing. Movie. We talked about this last week. Dude, Did we? Those are the Koreans make epic horror. That's why this epic is such a good horror. movie. It's Wait, fucking thought, it's a Korean movie? movie. It is? Yeah. What's it called? It's called uh Gonjim, the Haunted Asylum. G O N J I M. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Oh yeah, you're right. Dude, everybody yeah, is a Korean. Korean yeah. Um like this shit right here Oh, like, Park ji in it. This is just this is just like a still from the movie. It's not gonna give really anything away, but this is just like a gift from the movie. I hate dude, that. It's not that good. immediately it's, made me yeah, scared. It's not good. <laughs> dude, it's like, it's, I don't like that at all. It's terrifying and it's so good. I wish you would have watched it so we could talk about it. But dude, it's fucking because I don't want to give it away. But it is like we were watching and I and like that scene happened and I was like, oh man, I was like. Jesus Christ, that's like a did, that's a lot. Did she think he was scary? Uh-huh. Stu did. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to. I don't know, dude. It's, I'm, a, I'm only gonna watch this in the daytime. I can't. Like, I want to talk to you about it so bad, but they do such a good job. I'll tell you about it. They do I'll, such I'll a fan. Watch the Wailing. We'll come back next week and I'll I'll watch your movie. The Wailing. The Wailing. You've got to watch it. Like like weeping. Yes. Yeah. Like this. The Wailing. The Wailing. It is. So awesome! It is so. Is it scary? Oh yeah! Oh really? Yeah. It's like it. It really reminds me a lot of Hereditary. Really? Like a Korean version, and it's in whatever you know what I mean. But it has a lot of the Korean lore in it, okay. and mythos and whatever. Nice, and nice. It's super cool. I'll watch it tonight. And the other one that isn't scary at all. Koreans know how to do horror, man. I'm oh God, they fucking, yeah. They know how to do horror. Hold on, keep talking. I'm gonna grab my vape juice from my desk oh, so we can oh. have. Okay. Here, uh, the other movie I was going to. <laughs> Cute. Oh my goodness. She'll just podcast oh. <laughs> uh, The other one is called Burning, and that movie is like much more of a thriller, less of a horror, but it has uh, Stephen Yoon. Oh really? Yeah. You know the guy. The guy. From the Walking Dead. Yeah. That guy. You know that guy. That <clears throat> was he Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. 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 The Burning is another long burn. Korean movie, or slow burn rather, and like, you know, creepy and unsettling, but not ne- nearly as scary as The Wailing. The Wailing was like a really scary. We movie. talked about this last time, right? I watched Train to Busan for the first. Yeah, last we time. did. We did. Yeah. <coughs> That's all. Excuse me. Up. Excuse me. We don't Sorry. need to hear about that shit yeah. again. <laughs> good old Train to Busan. It was a good movie, though. Dude, yeah, I I got movie. when I started living with my Korean roommate. Yeah, he showed me a lot Is of Korean Hans? movies. Hansel. Hansel. And um. Uh, I was just like, oh my god, you Dude, guys really Korean know how to movies do it. are the next generation, or like not the next generation. So they've already always been good movies, but like I think they're like, I feel like they're an untapped market that most people don't really. It's because the subtitles and people refuse to be like, I'm not gonna watch my movies and read at the same time. So shut up, bitch. Dude, uh, child. dude, stupid, Jeez. the dumbest shit ever. And. You- I can't like you know the whole anime debate sub or dub like I I can't watch dub movies because um, oh, watching no. watching watching their horrible. mouths like move and it not match the words piss me off and like I feel like the the dubbed 
dialogue never fits the room. Like, it never fits the scene. Honestly, though, you know, a lot of, like, people are like, oh, only subs. But, like, sometimes the sub translations are off. Yeah, that's true. And, and, like, the dub ones are a little better because they're designed to sound like actual dialogue. Yeah. Um, I, when it comes to like watching animes, like episodic whatevers, I'm like, if, if it was a good dub, maybe I'd watch it. Cause there are like some. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop's dub. supposed to be really good. Yeah. And I actually really like the Full Metal Alchemist, uh, dub a lot. Naruto's dub is good too. I like the sub cause it kind of like, there's a little more of like, okay, that sounds like. Plus, I Whatever. think Japanese voice actors are way better at, like, anime yells. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, oh, it's just They're just way... better at yelling yeah. and, like, a lot of, like, passionate or angry. So like, in Gonji uh, it's, like, there's a lot of, like, yelling. Yeah. A lot of, like, very like, expression. What's the one with light and L? Light? Uh, it's about Death, Death Note. Note. Yeah, okay. Death Note, horrible yeah, dub. Really? The, the guy's voices in that were so corny. Nice. But uh, I, don't really, I, I don't really care. But if it comes to a movie... Unspeakable. I'm not gonna watch a yeah, dub movie. No, that that is just gonna look like shit. I, it's not gonna match I, up at dude, all. I was, I was watching one. It was like this French film, and I was like watching it for a while, and I was like, "Why do I feel wrong about this?" And then I finally looked at their mouths, and I was like, "Oh, they're not matching what they're saying." Yeah, yeah it's pissing me off. Who's going pissing. first this week? Do you know? I don't know. Um, Last week we did the Pepsi and the Child Death. You did the Child Death second, so you're going first. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're going first. How but, long is yours? Well, this bike is crazy. See that bike on right up with two half wheels? I did. It was yeah. kind of like, what the fuck? I thought it would be kind of a problem on curbs. Yeah. I was so and it was not. Like, I mean, going up a curb, they didn't show that. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I did this show going down a curb. You fucking nerds. Um, we never have a lot to talk about. It's because we talk For, all the time. We have a lot of banter. We have fourteen minutes. Fourteen minutes, dude. We do an I, hour episode. I was I was listening. I was shit. listening to fucking my favorite murder the other day. They do like forty five minutes of banter. I don't think it's like forty five minutes. At all. <laughs> you guys can tell us, but I feel like our longer episodes tend to not be our most listened to. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I, although some of our. Some of our uh, fandoms ones were pretty... I mean, a lot of those were long. Well, yeah, those were a lot of really information-heavy. I think once we get bigger, it'll be more banter because we'll have more stuff to talk about, and also we should stop talking to each other <laughs> for an hour before message, we start podcasting. Don't message me <laughs> yeah. before we speak, yeah. <laughs> uh, because we sit here for like an hour because I just wake up, and then I'm like trying to get myself started. That's when we talk about all um, the spicy things we can't say on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Like our personal lives and our yeah. favorite races. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Who we want to punch directly in the face. Well, we talk about that here, too. All we're the pretty, time. We're pretty open on this podcast. Did you ever get the oh, FX ever. thing? No, I haven't got the fuck. package yet. It's, I'm thinking about it all the dude, time. I wonder what, I'm just like, what the fuck is that thing? I'm What's like, going to be? I'm curious if it's going to be like... A big package, or some, apparently FX is sending me some kind of package. Uh, my representative hit me up and was like, "Hey, what's your address?" And I was like, "Why?" We told him about yeah, this. Did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, we still haven't got it yet, which is driving me crazy. I want to fucking know what it was. Um, plus, I think since you're technically, I wanted to put. I forgot to do this. I wanted to put the goofy sound on oh, sorry, the yeah. board at one of them. Either his, I was just pointing at it. But oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. Either his. Is like laugh or is like falling yell. I love the goofy falling yell. I don't know how yeah. we use it, but I jam it in there. It doesn't okay. even matter. That's fine. We can we'll get that. it on there. Technically, mm. you work for Disney now. Yeah, it's true. So, <laughs> That's true. So that means we can use Disney sounds whenever we want for free all the time. I, I'm looking at. Sue me, Disney. I'm like, dude, my fucking laptop still has the, like, you can see it on the Reddit light. I don't know why it switched to Reddit light, but you can see the 
the wet spot still where that guy spilled oh, the white claw years like a year ago. It was a fucking asshole. Um, I was sorry. I was looking at Reddit and it says today I learned that George Lucas not only gave his blessings to make Spaceball, but he yeah. also handed the movie over to his effects company, Industrial Light and Magic, to provide space effects and post production. That's badass. Dude, he Spaceballs did that, is hilarious. He did that explicitly with the agreement that they don't make merch. Really? He's like, don't compete with my merch, and I'll do anything for your movie. That's honestly a and, good... And Star Wars sold more merch after this came out. No shit, yeah. really. Yeah. That's a great... What an incredible I, marketing dude, plan. Somebody made a comment in that thread uh, that I really agreed George with. George Lucas I've, is set for life. Dude. Oh. Like, I can I can only imagine how much money that man makes. I don't know. Did he give away, like, was it, did he give away the rights to Star Wars, like, make the I movies don't, I don't and know just how keeps that works. the merch rights? I'm almost that certain works. that's what happened. Because he, he sold made, Lucas films, but yeah. I'm sure he makes residuals. Oh, he's got to. He's if got you put to. my name in front of the movie at yeah. the beginning, you, you better have to. fucking yeah. pay me <laughs> yeah. for the fucking movie. Dude, it's funny because I was listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast and he was like, yeah, He's like, I ran into George Lucas a long time ago, and they had this interaction where he was like, he had thought that, like, I had gotten out of show business a long time ago. (laughs) He was like, like, oh, you still working, Conan? No, 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 it wasn't even that. He was like, he said something, and George Lucas was apparently like, no, you you got out, like, 20 years ago. And Conan was like... (laughs) No, we're we're, we're, TV, we're still doing it, and he's like, no, 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 no. You, you. Conan was like, well, I guess I, I guess in George Lucas's world, I'm I'm no longer part of show business. That's really <laughs> shocking. I would be like, damn, what? That's like if I was George Lucas, I would do the same. I would just make shit up. I'd just be like. No, that's what happened. All right, I'll see you later. I would, like, pretend to not know who, like, Elon Musk was. You know, like, be super famous <laughs> if that ever comes up. But Dude, if I, ever, if I ever get, like, some, like, pretty famous, I want to do that. Someone goes, like, hey, this is Elon Musk. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, what was your name? And yeah. then just act like I don't know who he is. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> Are you oh, a... you're the Twitter guy, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that would feel really good. Feel I don't great. know if I could be in the same room as people, like, Bezos, Musk, you know, Mitch McConnell, like, just, and, like, even, like, I couldn't pull off the, like, hey, hey, I think you're stupid. Yeah. I just immediately yeah, was, like, frothing you, at the dude. mouth. Eat like, shit. get me out of this room. Hold on. I had to sign into my fucking drive, apparently, for some reason. You absolute fucking well, I updated, goofball. Uh, I updated Chrome, and it decided that we're going to do this whole charade again. Why are you logging me out every time I update Chrome? What kind of shit is that? That yes. is really annoying. And then I have to go through my phone. Yes, it's me. And then, dude, Google will email you, t- emails me twice. I have to add all my accounts again? Are you shitting me right now, dude? No, we'll do it later. What's happening? I updated Chrome, and it was like, okay, fucking. You know what I'd be used for work? That i probably get shit for saying this. Hold on, I got to cough real quick. <laughs> you could probably just hear it on the other <laughs> mic. <laughs> so... For work, I use Microsoft Edge. It's not bad. That's, it's not terrible. It's not the worst. It's not? It could be worse. Okay. It, it's not, you know, honestly, like, using it versus using Chrome, obviously Chrome is better, but, like, Microsoft Edge, you know what? I'll go to bat for Microsoft Edge and say their new updated Internet Explorer, whatever, what I think it's called Edge, is good. It's good. It's a good browser. They do a good job. They do great. Okay, shit. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> They're killing it right now. Uh, so this... Probably a scam jewelry company uh, offered us the uh, opportunity to be brand ambassadors. Yeah. <laughs> and I they said the... if we signed up, we would get 
Hold on. Three free jewels <laughs> every month. I get that. Just I get three those jewels. I get, <laughs> I get those all the time. And it's like, and it's funny because, because they, they mass send them out to people who are yeah. like, do what any kind of like podcast yeah. or whatever. <clears throat> but, um, it'll be people like, come join our company as a brand ambassador. It's like a women's clothing company. And I'm like, like, am I getting a plastic okay, bag yeah, with three jewels yeah. in it? Loose like rubies. Get a chance to participate to our shout outs. Dude, to our shout out. And, and I love it. It's like a lot of most of the time it's like foreign businesses yeah, who don't speak English very well. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh yeah. my God. Um, yeah, I'm going, first. you're going first. Look, we just banned her for 20 solid Dude, minutes. Um, you guys are welcome. I think I'm going to be talking <laughs> about the 2019 attack on the Nairobi D2 luxury complex in Kenya. Uh, Popo medic did a really good video that I got a lot of this information from, uh, on YouTube. We watched it during one of my streams and I was like, huh, I was going to cover this or I was going to cover the time that 15 army rangers had a shootout with some crips Wait, I want in you to Los do Angeles. That okay. I need you to cover that okay. one. Uh, yeah. Cause it was on my radar too. Yeah. I need you to do that. That sounds good. Yeah. I want to um, hear about that one. So, uh, oh, just a quick up in text, bro. Look, look, Texas, our number one state right now is Pennsylvania. What? by Like a huge <laughs> amount. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that really weird? That's wild. Does it listen to our podcast and pick where to promo it? I don't know. That's odd. Cool. Hey, that's, that's pretty cool. Good old pencil. That's where I'm going. I'll see you guys that's soon. Where I want to go. I'm gonna be famous there. <laughs> but really, though, you should move to Pennsylvania. Yeah, everybody should get I'll, out of Kansas. Just I'll move in next door to you. Yes, I agree. Yes, I mean I'm. I would definitely move to Pennsylvania. Do like it. that's if 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 it comes down to it, that's where I'm going. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm talking about the attack on the Nairobi D2 luxury complex in Kenya. This happened in 2019. Um, so just like a quick history lesson to kind of help you understand, uh, the climate here in Kenya. It's hot, right? Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot both politically and, yes. uh, weather-wise. Uh, climatally. Climatally, yeah. Climatologically. <laughs> so whilst Kenya is, <clears throat> excuse me, a beautiful place with beautiful culture, they have had a hardy time dealing with, uh, insurgency pushing in from Somalia, uh, East Africa has kind of been in the midst of a ton of a political conflict and dissonance. And a lot of this comes from Kenya being friends with the West and holding American and British uh, military bases in their borders. So this, accompanied with like widespread corruption and like weak borders and untrained or just completely corrupt cops. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kenya and other West African nations have kind of become this hotbed for criminal activity and it's become very easy targets for terrorist organizations. Uh, where was that video? Was it? It was in Africa, I believe. Um, I think it was, it South, was Africa. South Africa. The, the dude, the, yeah, the car robber. Car robber. Yeah. yeah. That dude was fucking that was awesome. Biggest balls ever, man. It was Fucking awesome. just like in the guy. <laughs> I love that the dude in it because we talked about this. The guy that was in the passenger seat was just like wide eyed the entire time. He did a good job for yeah. being shot at and like rammed and everything like that by a truck. Like he did a really good job keeping a cool head and fucking. And the dude in the interview was like, "Yeah, we tried to call our backup, but they were using radar jam. They were using phone jam." Like, it's like, "God damn, were <laughs> good god, holy shit!" Look, we're dude, we're due for another up loop. Nice. We're Let's going go. for an uploop. Let's That's go, dude. Next. Um, so it's been a constant uphill battle with the Kenyan army trying to stop terrorist the terrorist threat from pushing in for, from Somalia. Uh, they've lost many soldiers in this fight, and to this day, the fight still continues. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Whereas the average Kenyan soldier of the Kenyan Defense Forces 
It's just kind of like your average trained soldier. I mean, obviously, your American soldier is going to be trained better, but, you know, they do what they can. Kenya does have their own special operations teams. Uh, they're the Kenya's Special Operations Regiment, the 30th Special Forces Battalion, and the 40th Ranger Strike Force, just to name a few. They have a, a couple more, but those are the main ones. Um, Usually what happens in countries that are in these situations is the military... <coughs> Like, usually the military is a little more trustworthy and the police are completely fucking yeah, corrupt. Yeah, yeah, And the military, but, like, as a whole, the military still has some problems, but they can usually afford to keep and pay, which is what matters the most, like, elite forces yeah. who are actually useful yeah. and actually loyal. And uh, that's who they rely on the most to actually get anything fucking done. Yep. Mexico's kind of in a pretty similar yeah. situation, too. Um. So... Like I said, they got a few more other, like they have like a naval unit too and stuff like that. But basically, these dudes are with the shits. Um, these guys are with the shits mainly because they get a lot of their training from British and America special operations units, such as the American Green Berets and the British SAS. Uh, we'll talk about, if you don't know, we'll talk about the British SAS here in a minute. So, um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, January 15th, 2019, at 3 p.m. At the Ducet D2 complex, which keep in mind is a high luxury five star complex. It's got a lot of upstale. Uh, it's <clears throat> excuse me, God, I cannot clear my throat and it's killing me right now. This you fucking sinus infection, dog. It's been going on forever. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, so um, it's a five, luxury five star complex. It's one of the more upscale air uh, places in the area. It's got a lot of high class restaurants. It's got banks. It's got shopping centers, it's got executive offices, and it's it's also got a really large hotel. So guests are enjoying their day, having a nice meal, accompanied by some shopping, and uh, there's really nothing out of the ordinary for them to worry about. And it should also be noted that this complex is gated and guarded. Uh, as many luxury places in Kenya are, they have yeah. armed guards on duty at all times. You see that a lot in yeah. South Africa videos, too. Uh -huh. Yeah. Crazy. So... Uh, there are police stationed at the front gate to thwart, you know, any attack that might take place. Uh, at the time, at this time, five Kenyan nationals who were not of Somali descent travel from their home base in Somali and make their way to the complex. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're That's armed. Complex. Yeah, they're armed with AK-47s, hand grenades, as well as an improvised explosive device or an IED. If you want to, whichever you want to call it, just for people. Who, I don't know. Is there anyone who doesn't know what IED stands for? That's the thing that goes in your regime. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes the babies not Birth control. <laughs> um, so at 3.33 p.m., one of the men break off from the terrorist group and begin walking in a different direction. Uh, so he makes his way over to the outdoor patio of the Secret Garden Restaurant. Where's my fucking vape, dude? What'd you do with that? Right there, Rock. Oh, God, it's behind my tall can of energy Mountain Dew tall boy. So, um... He breaks off. He heads over to the Secret Garden restaurant. Uh, and at this time, it's like the lunch rush. So he's, it's full of people. It's got a ton of people. Um, and they're just enjoying their day. He walks up over to him, and he shouts something in Swahili and detonates a suicide vest. Awful. Which is what the IED was, yeah. a fucking suicide vest. Uh, bro, you couldn't. I, you really got to be into your religion to I'm kill yourself. I could never do and, it. And it happens so much. Yeah. I, I'm just like, Damn. How do they get 
people like do I, I want to be a, yeah I, I want to be on a fly it. on the wall of that conversation of like all right so me and Gerard are gonna go in and start shooting Kevin put on that suicide vest you're blowing up today they like I, if he's they like, always pick the youngest least trained people it's like part of their thing like you saw that's I, fair. I watched a lot of stuff about like how the war in Syria went down yeah. with ISIS and um it, it like the people who choose who gets blown up know what they're doing they know that they're like He's a dummy. It'd be easier if he just drove a car straight into that thing yeah. and you're trying to treat, teach that's, him to shoot. That's fair. And, that's uh, fair. But, like, they rely yeah. on, like, really brainwashed moron yeah. kids. Yeah, who, and, and they convince him that, <clears throat> like, this is this the is only what, way to the do the cause. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is kind of the logic of, like, if we give you an AK, you'll run out there and get shot. But if you do this, you'll do something. Yeah. You know, and they think there's more in, value in the in the In the... Looking at it from a terrorist standpoint, I guess that's really smart. Like, uh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, the army would never like a uh, U.S. Army. You would try to train that dummy into being a somewhat decent warfighter, and then you'd hit the shit, and you're like, okay, yeah. I mean, if you don't have the ability to train people, yeah, I mean, that's probably the most. I hate to say bang for your buck. Yeah, but, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. There's a, I always a wondered, very macabre pragmatism. I to always it. wondered how like that got picked, like. Uh, you can never convince me. There's not something I believe in I enough know. to blow myself up. I over. know. Like, I'm, like, maybe that's selfish. But I, like, I know. That's kind of my thing. Because yeah. I'm like, you know, people have probably blown themselves up for a lot of good reasons. Yeah. Like, truly. You know, like, like the monks who set themselves on fire. Like, to protest the Vietnam yeah, War, you know, yeah. like, that shit's hard. Bro. That that's goes hard. hard. That is hard as shit. You know, fighting, I agree. fighting, like, true imperialists who have, like, overthrown your country, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But, uh,. That ain't me. I don't think <laughs> so. I just, I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't think we've ever faced a threat here that would like. I, just, I mean, true. Not here it's, on it's, our it's, no. our soil. No, that we. I would be like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Like well, and in if, America, if, the only people who ever do it are right wing nut jobs. Yeah, who have like no value. We're advocating for left wingers to do that. Yeah, yeah but still no, still no. <laughs> they, they don't hold any value. And I feel like if shit hit the fan here, like. Neither of us be, would be the one to put on a S vest, like because no. we are, but we're we're both no, pretty extensively trained more, with weapons. Yeah, so, yeah I can do a yeah. lot more being alive. Yeah, for sure. same. Um, and I think that applies to pretty much everybody. Yeah, for the most part, I'm like, like go blow that guy up with yourself. I don't know, I'm dude. Like, there's I don't know. there's some s- people that I'm like. Can you even drive a car over there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, what are we doing? Might be a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he blows himself up, and when this explosion happens, uh, this is how the other four men know that phase one is good to go. They're fucking ready to rock. So uh, they hear this explosion, and they continue on with the assault. Uh, they engage the two police officers guarding the front gate to the compound in a firefight, and they use hand grenades to blow up three unattended cars. And the these explosions were meant to cause, like, mass panic and confusion. Yeah. Like, freak people out, get them running around to where it's just basically chaos, and they yeah, can kind of do whatever they want. Throw a grenade? Have you ever seen, like, a video of a grenade not blow something up, like, just blow up in a field? Yeah. It's actually kind of lame. Yeah, it I is. I think people would just think it's fireworks. Yeah. It's kind of lame. And, uh, like, people... If they weren't near it, obviously. People think grenades do a lot of devastation, no. and they really, really not the don't. Point. They're yeah. not. And, like, grenades have, like, a kill radius of, like, five, five meters. meters. Yeah. So, like, in, in the Army, you're taught if, like, a grenade lands... 
in front of you to like lay on your back with your feet facing it so it blows your feet off and not your face. I'd rather die. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking, I'll jump on I it. I mean, especially because in that angle, like the projectiles are going to hit your feet, right? And They're going to go up through your yeah, whole body. Yeah, dude. They're like, just use... Use every bit of meat you have that's not your brain to protect you. Like, listen, man, nah. if, if a grenade lands that close to me and my friends, I'm just going to jump on it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I Blow my insides Dude, up and the, kill me. The Gen Z army, everybody be, like, fighting to jump on grenades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do yeah. it. <laughs> um, so, um... That'd be a funny TikTok. Like, uh, Captain America, Gen Z, they throw Dude, the grenade for, out. Everybody Everyone wants to die, so everyone's, like, trying to jump on it. <laughs> um... I wonder how I would would market record, the, yeah. record that and also like yeah. caption it. Be we'll like talk about it. mental like this new generation of mental illness wanting to jump on a grenade. Yeah. I mean we're all fucking mentally ill. Like let's not let's Why not be coy be? about that. I'm there. incredibly mentally ill. <laughs> um, so <laughs> um, so um, this creates mass panic and confusion, which is exactly what it did. After that, the men made their way inside the complex. They split up into two groups of two. Once uh, the two kill teams were inside, they began shooting and throwing hand grenades, creating as much carnage as they could. Um, inside, so civilians are in a panic. They're kind of just doing everything they can to try to escape as well as call for help. And it's fucking crazy, dude, because you can look at Twitter threads from people inside the complex at the time this happened. Oh, that is and insane. people tweeting for help, tweeting out goodbyes to the loved ones, and in, like, in case they didn't make it out alive, like one dude tweeted, quote, if I die, I love the Lord, and I believe I will go to heaven. Please tell my family <laughs> I love them. I love you, Caleb, Mark, and Carol. That's awful. Uh, dude, it's fucking, yeah, it's heartbreaking, it's man. In the video, he shows a bunch of these tweets, and it's like we're in, you know, the deuce complex. I don't know. I don't. Okay. I hope so. I would like We're to believe say he did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He did live. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> we looked it up. Totally, yeah. it's confirmed. Google it right now. Mm. So, some of the first responders were members of private security forces um, and other armed individuals. Uh, that's what he said in the video, and I was like, it's "Just like a random dude on the street with a gun." Like, yes, I guess so. Yeah. And off-duty police officers. So, I mean, if shit's that, if, if it's that crazy, you need as many someone's going to yeah, pop up. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's like if you and I were walking by somewhere and a bunch of explosions were out, like, it's fucking let's, go let's time. Go. Yeah, dude, I'm let's here. Go. So, at this time, an unknown person that was... Now, they didn't make it exactly clear. It was an unknown person that was in the complex. Now, what wasn't made clear was if they were oh. one of the first responders or if they were someone actively into the complex in the complex while the attack was taking place. I would like to believe that they were actively in the complex shopping or dining when this happened, and um, they pick up the phone, and they call their friend Christian Craighead. An SAS operator in the time uh, in the area at the time, he was on a non-combat peaceful operation yeah, training to help train the yeah. Kenyan special forces. Don't say anything during All this. Right. Um, <laughs> and he was he was there helping the Kenyan special forces be better door kickers and war fighters. Now, and also Christian Craighead after this incident earned the name Obi Wan Nairobi because <laughs> uh, it happened in Nairobi. Um, so, you know in movies where like the good guys like the good guy team is like in peril they're losing the fight they're getting their ass kicked and they don't know what to do and they don't like it's just like it doesn't seem like there's going to be a win in sight so they say something like all right man you got to make the call and they call the hero who's like a bad motherfucker and saves the day 
this was that phone call. This was the phone call that was made. Like, you, I don't want to stress, I don't know how to stress enough. You couldn't have called a more perfect no. person unless you it's called, just like, just the like, president This or is like the Thailand diver boy yeah, situation yeah. where they get, like, the best the, yeah, cave diver the, in the world. This dude is just like, like, call the guy. Yeah, the, and, you know? and Christian Craighead was the fucking guy. And he was in the neighborhood. Dude, oh, uh, yeah, because <laughs> he, yeah, he was just hanging out. He, was he like, had all the kit in his oh, car. Oh, shit, fuck yeah, dude. Let's like, go. Oh, yeah, I can so, actually nearby. Before we move on, we're going to talk about Mr. Craighead real quick. So, Craighead first joined the British How Army. Name spelled C R A I G H E A D. Yeah, <laughs> Craighead. I was like, you're not saying. All right, he's saying that completely correct. <laughs> Craighead. Yeah. So Craighead first. I'm a huge Craighead. Yeah, yeah. Man. I, I've been following Craig since yeah. the nineties. <laughs> so Craighead first joined the British Army uh, at 16 years old in 1992. Good. So, yeah, god. dude, I know. <laughs> he's go. Oh my god, dude was with the shit since day one. So he started as a junior paratrooper, and after some times he after some time he moves his way up to the paratrooper regiment which is basically like being an army ranger so craig had spent three years being a bad motherfucker in the paratrooper regiment before he moves up joining the pathfinders which to give you another comparison is basically marsoc uh for those of you that don't know who what marsoc is it's the special operations component of the marines it's like marines recon they're called the marine raiders there's like jsoc marsoc yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of different socks i'm not kidding <laughs> so in 2003 Craighead deploys into the invasion of Iraq with the Pathfinders, where he leads recon missions, and then nine year nine year nine years later, he's like, you know what, my balls are not are just not big enough. And I think I'm I gonna, need more yeah, hair on these I, bad yeah, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to need to do even more badass shit uh, than I'm already doing. So he attends and completes the six month long, absolutely grueling selection process to become a member of the SAS. Um, which I thought was crazy is that their selection process is only six months long. Six months uh, of training is a lot. Is a lot, long. but special forces is like two years um, mm. here in the the United States. I, and I don't know if it's just selection is six months, and then you go to SAS training and how oh, long that is. Because yeah. I know, um, like to become a ranger in in the army, you have to go to RASP, which is the selection process to become a ranger, and then you go to ranger school, which is like three months long. So seals. Um, Qualified in training. In buds, That's yeah. the student. Uh, takes a student from basic elementary level of naval special warfare to more advanced degree. And uh, it says the first stage of that is 26 weeks. But the entire process will take two and a half to three years, yeah. Before you become an active SEAL member. Uh, Damn. Yeah, so they, they do buds, which is their selection process. Then they go to SEAL training. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or wait, hold on. No, is Bud something completely different? No, it's part of it. Because Bud's is the basic underwater demolition. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess, yeah, I guess it's the same shit. Like, they do both. They go hand in hand. They have to do Bud's parachute jump school and SQT, which is the four months of SEAL training. Fuck, Holy shit. Dude. Dude, special. Again, our dedication to anything is clearly much more limited than Mm -hmm. the people who choose to be. I've said it once, dude. I'll say it again. Like, when I first got in the Army and I was, and I was like, my senior drill sergeant was, went to Special Forces selection and he told us a little about, a little bit about it. And he was like, yeah, man. He was like, I fucking fucked up my leg and, and couldn't finish, but he was like, it was pretty. Like, they basically, he was like, they would talk about how they made you sleep in tents in this big field. And there was a big whiteboard in the middle of all your tents, and they'd write your daily tasks of, like, what training's going to be done today and stuff like that. And he was like, the big thing was, like, figuring out what was, like, you would send one guy up to the whiteboard to figure out what was being written, what was going to happen, and what we had to do. 
And he was like that, like, you just didn't really, like, you would be on the edge of your seat waiting for someone to write on that whiteboard. That's he was like, they, the cadre would walk up and, like, spend, like, an hour writing. And once he left, everybody would run up there, and then he would just have drawn, like, a picture of a dick and, like, <laughs> and, like walked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got ya. Uh, but it's, like, two years. Like uh, I have a cousin-in-law who was a door gunner in Syria fuck. for the special forces. He's getting kicked out of the army. You want to know why? For what? Because he didn't want to get a vaccine. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you kidding the me? The COVID vaccine. Dude, really? Yes. R- I was like, what an I idiot. went from being like, damn, this guy is legit, yeah. to being like, what a Are, fucking you, moron. You went through special forces training, and a vaccine is what's going to get yes. you kicked. You're I was a like, fucking bro, idiot. They gave you like 13 vaccines yeah. to start. You, you, you went to Syria. You weren't <laughs> able to get into the army without standing in a line and taking a live virus. <laughs> like, you're, gonna, you're cool with that, but the fucking COVID vaccine is what the issue is god i was like i just couldn't imagine doing all this training and being like nah i know yeah i i couldn't i could that's not me because special forces training is fucking bananas dude it's insane um it's fucking ridiculous so um where was i so he deploys in uh deploys so he goes through the six months grueling process that is the selection to become an SAS, uh, member of the SAS. Not to mention it, uh, uh, I didn't mention it, but earlier, so the SAS is the British Special Air Service, and they're right up there with our American Green Berets, and they are with the shits. Um, They are... So they're like who the badass motherfuckers call when they aren't badass enough to get the job done. Like, if you told me, hey, I'll give you $1 million, and like... All you got to do, you got a 1v1, an SAS operator. You can have any weapon you want, any weapon of your choosing. Like a gun? All the body <laughs> armor. Yeah, gun? all the body armor you need, and the SAS operator will only have he'll be naked a, he, with a stick. He'll have a pistol and a lever action rifle, <laughs> and I'll take my chances being poor. Uh, yeah. I'm not. Uh, fuck no, dude. Those dudes are scary. <clears throat> so, most operators. Uh, most operations done by the SAS are shrouded in mystery. You can find information on some of their ops because when you do as much badass shit as they do, something is going to find its way into the public. It's just life. That's how it is. It's the same thing with the Army Green Berets. Uh, but most of the SAS work, SAS's work is highly classified. Uh, in like, I'm talking so classified to the point where like the British government and the Ministry of Defense don't even comment on them. They don't talk about them at all. Like our Government will mention special operations groups doing work, but won't give you any information. And very rarely do they do that. But, like, the British government will not talk about the SAS at all. So uh, the spearhead of the SAS is the 22nd Special Air Service Regiment, whose motto is, quote, who dare wins, Um, which is fucking badass. That's (laughs) that's hard. Hard. (laughs) Um, So this is the unit that Craighead belonged to. So Craighead gets a call and is like, sounds like a good time. I'll be there in a second. Uh, And like kidding, obviously, but probably. So he uh, he hears automatic gunfire in the background. So he knows that, you know, shit is going down. So he fucking grabs his gear, jumps in his truck and just starts speeding to the complex. Fucking no intel. Doesn't really tell anybody either. He's like, I'll be back. I'm going to go get some cigarettes and fucking (laughs) leaves, dude. (laughs) I have to go stop a terrorist attack. Um, so Craighead arrives moments later. He has really little intel on what's going on, except that there's automatic gunfire. But that won't fucking stop him. He puts on his baklava. He's wearing body armor and fucking Armani jeans. He's equipped to the glot. Dude, I just... Hard, dude. I fucking know. Jesus Christ. 
I'm like a pretty like domineering person. Like I, I do like if if I'm like in a conversation, I will like command the conversation. But I would be a sheep around this man, a oh, fucking sheep. I a monk. I'm yeah. speaking never a word. <laughs> is, is it okay if I uh, comment on that? <laughs> it's like Jesus. Am I good to get something to drink? Can I walk away from this conversation real quick? Yeah. So he's equipped with a Glock 17. Fucking combat knife, his enormous this is, set this of is him balls, doing his combat briefing. and his suppressed. Okay, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, fuck it. All right, a piece of paper. Yeah. Like, it's like, what's going on? Yeah. All right, I'll see you. <laughs> and a suppressed Damaco C8 carbine rifle, Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. Canadians do make good shit. Um, it's yeah. So I can't really stress this enough. You know, I've I, I've said it a lot, but I I can't, man. I like. He's so badass. He's so how badass. insanely badass he, he is. He charged into a mall. A mall where he didn't know how many people were people combatants. People shooting yeah. left and right. And you got to assume if someone's attacking a complex of this size, they've got to be more than a couple. Um, so he shows up to the fight. He has little no intel except there's automatic weapons involved. And he doesn't know how many combatants they are. He doesn't know what kind of firepower they're packing. But nonetheless... He shows up, immediately enters the complex, ready to show fucking the baddies what a one-man army looks like. I keep like. seeing this picture. Oh, there's even... Whoa, they even have a picture of the arm, this arm figure. But, oh, uh, really nice. This picture of him looking at one piece of paper that so someone's holding out it's, to him. It, uh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay, I'll okay. mention that after? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, um, so, he shows up, runs in immediately begins escorting dozens of civilians from the complex. He carries out wounded individuals. Every single time he's he's done getting a group from the compound, he he gets people from the hot zone, he turns around, goes I'm right back in. That he fired his gun from the hip at the enemies with a the person on his shoulders. I'm positive that Dude, happened. Absolutely, he didn't yeah. say that anywhere, <laughs> but that's canon. <laughs> um so there's videos you can watch of this, and he's just shepherding these people out of the complex and into the safe zone. And as soon as they're safe, he turns around and walks right back in. This was what like this is what like fucking Boogaloo boys think they are. Like yeah. they, they like they they think well, they're this. Th dude. He knows that there's at least a dozen attackers in an enclosed space, and yeah. he's like, I gotta get in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Different breed, dog. different breed. <laughs> okay. Um, so, good guy reinforcements arrive on the scene. It's the police and the Kenyan military. They show up, and they start establishing a perimeter around the building. Craig, like, Craig's in. Don't, yeah, just no, don't worry. No, don't worry about we'll it. Just stay yeah, out just here. Let him, let we him don't want to get in Craig's way. Look at this completely normal man holding his 308 Galil. Yeah. I'm like, the next... <laughs> Who is this guy? Um, <laughs> that was one of the dudes who was just there. Yeah, like, I, I, I had like, this I and I showed this. up. Yeah. So. Um, so Craig had took command of a group of Kenyan soldiers. Uh, and in the video, it says he embedded himself with a group of Kenyan soldiers. But you don't. They embedded he took them around. Yeah, Craig. yeah, you don't. Craig yeah. doesn't show up and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm in command, sir. Will you step back? Like, He's like, off. <laughs> <laughs> so like a rolling smoke of suffocating justice, they move through the complex and continued efforts to get civilians out of the hot zone and into safety. Did you write that line? I did, yes. That's really good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> also, shout out to the Kenyan soldiers as well. In videos, like, in the videos, it looked like some of these dudes were just enjoying their day off when they got the call. Literally. And help was needed. And they sh Like, it's there's a guy in a fucking helmet and he's got like a bomber jacket on and he's he's kind of running with this pistol. I'm like, "Hey man, maybe 
We uh, keep that at the, the low ready. The picture we were talking about is just a dude in like khakis and yeah. some sneaks and like a button-up shirt with just a battle dude, rifle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's, uh, it doesn't even. Have, I think he has an extra mag jam dude, in his and pocket. Also, shout out to those dudes. Hard. I mean, hard. yeah, hard, dude. Damn, like, fucking badass. But also, if Craig's like, come with me, yeah, like, I'm like, yes, sir. We'll be all right. Absolutely, we'll be all right. Like, <laughs> he's, he's got us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fear no man <laughs> fighting as alongside that dude. Truly. Hmm. So, um, uh, like I said, these dudes were just enjoying their day off, and they showed up to the fight. Fucking shout out to those guys. Man, honestly, there's a lot more pictures of him than I realized. I've never yeah, seen this one. Yeah, so uh, I saw, I haven't seen the full, in the video I watched, they had it cut off to, like, here. But that's that's by one oh. of the stores that he was running into to get people out. Um, so at one point, Craighead breaks off from this group of soldiers he was with, leaving them. You guys to, are slowing me yeah, down. Yeah, continue to, to leaving them to continue rescue efforts, and like a fucking apex predator hunting <laughs> its prey, Craighead continued to sweep through the uh, throughout the buildings. He locates uh, a group of the terrorists within the complex. So they split up in groups of two. <clears throat> Excuse me. And even though he's outnumbered, he engages them without hesitation. Doesn't it, dude? It, the definition of one side. He sees him. He's like, "Fuck that!" and just like goes at it. So um, they engage in this firefight, and it ends with Craighead single handedly killing two of the terrorists. Like <laughs> the can, terrorists are like, "There's dozens dude, of yeah. them." <laughs> you, what's happening? Yeah. Can you imagine being those? Dudes Why does he seem so fighting? confident under our yeah, gunfire? Dude, there is no one I would. I, there no. is someone I would not like. That's insane. No one I would not want to be more in the world than those two dudes fighting that guy. Um, so, um, um, so he fucking. Did you ever do this? What clip the end of your stock like that? Um, so what? what there you, was, is the quick release up here? It's literally just. I mean, because when you clip it like that, like you don't really even need to unclip it. You can just keep oh, it. Shoulder. You literally just put it okay, on your shoulder okay, like okay. that. And that's why a lot of, like, that's we had three-point cool. slings that we used. So, like, I would have, if I was, like, carrying somebody, I had my rifle just hung between my arm and my body. But uh, doing the, the clip when you're uh, right there on your fucking kid, okay. you can literally just shoulder your rifle and be fucking I was trying fine. to find a picture of him with it just hanging, but he's always he's holding it. Always holding <laughs> he's always holding it. Always holding it, dude. Never out of his hands. Always. Um, I can imagine that, like, that dude... That dude holding a rifle is probably like what we feel like when we like hold our phones. Like it's it's unnatural <laughs> oh, for us yeah. not to have yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this firefight ends with Craighead single-handedly killing two of the terrorists. Uh, moving forward, gunfire had ceased. Authorities, along with Craighead, continued to clear the rest of the complex, as there still wasn't any information on exactly how many attackers there were. Um, this guy. You got it, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun, buddy. You're killing it. <laughs> I'll watch this corner. It's safe. <laughs> um, so uh, Craig had assist police and military with coordinating logistics. That's where you get the picture of him, the piece of paper he's looking okay, at. Okay. He's, like, helping with logistics and uh, continued to move room to room looking for more terrorists and providing a safe escort for those still trapped inside. Bro, and, like, watching the videos of him do escorting people out, it'll get you fully torqued. Yeah. He's just, like, he emits this, like, fuck around and find out or, like... It's like, like he it, walks into a room, and people have been, like, scared that there have been people shooting, but they see this guy, and they're like, oh, he's good. Oh, we're good. We're he's fine. Good. He's and, fine. like, watching him just, like, towering over people as he, like, walks them out of the building, it's like... He's like, a big guy. I hate to keep bringing it up, but it's what these fucking stupid, like, right-wing fucking tactical guys think they are. They, th they think they're this bad motherfucker, and you're not. No. You're not. You're fucking watching YouTube videos and going a to the range random. every other week is or every other month, month is is not doing it for you. So, 
It was finally believed that this 19-hour ordeal had come to an end, and the threat was neutralized as there hadn't been any gunfire for quite some time. But in the early hours of January 16th, gunfire and explosions are once again heard. Police locate the remaining two terrorists in one of the hotel rooms. They engage them in a firefight and ultimately, appre ultimately apprehend the wounded individuals. And by 11.48 p.m., the Kenyan government announced that the complex had been officially secured. Interesting. So, <clears throat> after everything was all said and done, 20 Kenyan citizens, an American, and a British South Af African man tragically lost their lives in the attack. Terrorist group Al-Shabaab released a statement saying that they had been the ones to carry out this attack with the assistance of Al-Qaeda as retaliation for the relocation of the U.S. Embassy in Israel. Craighead was awarded oh. the Conspicuous Gallantry Cross, which is the second highest honor one can receive in the U.K. The only honor... <clears throat> the what? the only yeah. one higher than that is the Victoria Cross. What get, I, which, what, what the fuck you gotta like, do to get a goddamn... Do? Yeah, uh, They're what? like, how many terrorists were there? I'm nah, sorry. Yeah, the cutoff is we, like 10, we need dude. Like, we need like another 30 While to you're get doing the your story, I'm gonna look up what people have done to get the Victoria oh, Cross. Oh, good idea. So, uh, so he receives a gallantry, a conspicuous gallantry cross, the second highest honor one can receive in the UK for his efforts in ending the 19-hour attack. Um, that dude, I, I feel like it would have been much worse without him. I want to know the dude who called him. I just like, I, why do I you thought, have, his, why do you have his number? I thought oh. someone did for sure call him. Yeah, oh, it was, okay. it was, cause it, it, it said that someone, Probably someone who had trained with him. <clears throat> no, I, and that's yeah. what I, I, cause it said somebody within the complex. So I'm thinking like somebody who it so might've like, been, exactly dude, who yeah. call. <laughs> it might've been one of the Kenyan special forces guys that he was. But then again, I was like, he would join the fight too, but also I mean, it, maybe he was. it must've been like a logistics dude. Yeah. who Like was in working with uh call Craighead Craig. and his like, you know, his team. Uh, but for in, and, and it didn't specify if they were in the hotel or I'm sorry, in the complex eating or shopping or, you know, leisure time during the attack, or if they were one of the first responders. But I would like to assume that it was somebody who was in there when the attack happened, and they were like, oh, I got this. I'm just call my homeboy real quick. And it's a fucking one-man army. They know John Wick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, dude. <laughs> Amazing. <Yeah. laughs> so Craig had saved hundreds of lives that day and is a goddamn hero. He went on to retire from the SAS in 2020, and he wrote a book about this entire ordeal titled One Man In that is currently pending approval from the Ministry of Defense. Which, how fucking badass do you have to be that the Ministry of Defense is like, I gotta, let me look at that. I gotta make sure you're not telling people shit. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, dude. But yeah, that is the uh, 2019 attack on the uh, Nairobi D2 luxury complex. That's crazy. I didn't realize how involved he was. I, dude, I he really was... hadn't read a shitload about it. Yeah. I just knew him. Yeah. Because obviously, if you know anything about the military or guns, that guy gets shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just dripping with swag, honestly. <laughs> um, that is a really crazy story. The Also, you said they were Nigerians in Somalia? They were... They were you say they know they, no, no, no. They were Kenyans. 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 Oh, okay. They were, okay. they were non... Uh, so, it says... Kenyan nationals who were not of Somali descent traveled from their home base in just, Somalia. Yeah, it just shows how yeah. bullshit those fucking terrorist orgs are. Yeah, They're just yeah. whoever is mad. Yeah, whoever really. whoever's willing to Some fight. Some angry fucking dude who doesn't get his pee-pee touched. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest cause of terrorism. Yes, sir. Angry dudes. Um, all right. I'm covering some goddamn really different. Okay. People will die, though. Okay. So, you know, we're on the same page. Uh, this may or may not be a surprise to you when you hear that I'm covering a movie that was made in the 30s. Okay. Nice, so, nice. yeah, I uh, don't know if you would expect people to die. If you guys have been following our podcast, you would know anything that takes place between 1815 and 1930 will involve people dying from absolute 
cuckoo bullshit. I might interrupt you during your story to tell you about this dude who was the only living British soldier to be awarded the Victoria okay, Cross. Okay, cool. So let me read about him a little bit while. So uh, I'm covering the movie called Hell's Angels. It's a war epic directed and produced by none other than the famous Howard Hughes. It's basically a story about a couple brothers involved in flying World War One. Lots of drama. You know what would be a good story for one of us to cover? The time that they hired the Hell's Angels to run security for a music event. Was oh yeah. yeah, that ah, a I, lot of people. Let got me hurt. cover that because yeah. I read, I read um, Hunter whatever the fuck his name is. I'm Hunter forgetting. S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson's yeah. book about the Hell's Angels. D- yeah, did he? Oh really? Yeah, yeah, he he went Gonzo with the fucking Hell's Angels yeah. for like months. I would love to live Hunter S. Thompson's life. Kind of no, dude. I, Honestly, I mean, he was like a lunatic. Yeah, he, he really was a madman. You see that like, video of him on his in his property, just like shooting at a shoot fucking out neighbor? neighbor? Yeah, yeah. They, with the camera guy Dude. just dead still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, this is a um, motherfucker shooting at me. So, yeah, the, those not in the know, Howard Hughes was basically Tony Stark. Yeah. He, like, Tony Stark is literally based off Howard Hughes. He inherited a bunch of money from his dad, became a movie producer, inventor, major figure in aviation, set multiple speed, distance, and size records when nice. it came to aviation and penises. Yeah. Uh, it would later become a total recluse and then pee in the bottles in a dark room until he died of kidney failure. Um, which really? Which I think is what happened to Tony Stark at the end of the Avengers movies, yeah. but I've never seen those movies sober, so Damn, I don't know. why did he become Because a... he had insane OCD and it was completely oh, untreated. Okay, yeah. It just got like, worse and worse That's as he fair. got older. Yeah. Um, pl- so they started filming this movie in 1927, uh, far enough back for it to actually start as a silent film. Hughes hired a big shot director who'd made a bunch of 20s movies. I'm not even going to bother to list. And got himself this Norwegian silent film star and started production in October. Uh, it only took a few director um, weeks before Hughes' overbearing production methods got the director to quit because he's really annoying. And oh, he shit. Was, yeah, he's a very, like, perfectionist, multi-take guy. And, in fact, in the, over the course of this movie, he gains the nickname... Um, Hundred take Hughes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I so. feel. Hold on. Let me let me read you this Wikipedia expert. I feel like I feel like Craighead should have got the. What cross. did he do? Yeah. What so it do? says. So this is his Victoria Cross action. So the actions which led Leakey was awarded the Victoria's Cross occurred on twenty two August two thousand thirteen in the Hindland Province of Afghanistan. A routine joint patrol compromised of British paratroopers, U.S. Marines, and Afghan soldiers had targeted the village to search for illegal weapons. Uh, they flew in on a Chinook helicopter. The patrol was attacked by machine gun and RPGs. After dismounting, Leakey's helicopter landed on the here hill, sorry, near the village, with three other paratroopers and the Afghan soldiers, where they provided fire support for the main segment of this patrol. From their vantage point, his section could see the attack and overheard the radio that someone had been injured. Leakey ran up to, uh, I'm sorry, this guy's name is Joshua Leakey. Okay. Uh, Leakey ran up to the hill to assess the seriousness of the attack and came to the conclusion that urgent action was needed. Though he was only a lance corporal, which I don't know the... That's, that's like nearly, that's like a, what is that, private first class? He's, well, I usually, like in in the army, like a corporal is like, you get four automatic promotions, private, private first class, special, or I'm sorry, E one, E two, E three, four. The specialist Lance corporal being four. is private. Um, and and corporal in the army is right between oh, oh. specialist and sergeant. Like you don't. Need oh to be, no, yeah, this is an NCO. Yeah, you don't have to go. You don't have to. They're like a junior. Lance corporal is the lowest NCO. Yeah, because yeah. you don't have to get a go to a board to become a corporal. They can just make you a corporal. Um, so, uh, blah, 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 he was only Lance Corporal, but he took control of the situation and led his section down to the group under attack. Hard as fuck, though, dude, that's during a fucking firefight like that, and you're giving up your advantage of the high ground, 
Like that's what he got so, the cross so for. So having reached the group under attack, he gave first aid to a wounded U.S. Marine Corps captain and began to evacuate him from the battlefield. That might have been what did it, the captain, yeah, yeah the officer. Yeah. But um, so while under fire, he returned to the machine guns uh, that a section had left at the top of the hill. He damn. He moved one to a better position uh, to fire the attacking Taliban, even though he was under constant acute fire. Bullets were ricocheting off the weapon he was carrying. God damn. Fuck. His actions inspired other soldiers to join in the fight. Yeah. While he was manning the machine gun, he he was also shouting updates of the situation over his radio. Having realized that more than one machine gun would be needed to effectively fight back the insurgents, he allowed his gun to be taken over by another soldier. He ran once more through heavy fire to retrieve a second machine gun position. Like, oh my god, he's coming back, dude! He's taking our machine gun. He's running back again. Position oh it to a suitable site and then manned it and fired at the Taliban. The skirmish lasted approximately forty-five minutes, which in which eleven insurgents were killed and four wounded. It was uh, only when air support arrived that the fighting ceased. When it did, he handed the second machine gun over to another soldier. He returned to the injured American jumped officer. Jumped in an airplane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. He uh, returned to the injured American officer and oversaw his medical evacuation. The Ministry of Defense summarized the reasons for awarding Leakey the Victorious Cross as follows. Under fire, yet undeterred by the very clear and present danger, Lance Corporal Leakey ran across an, uh, the exposed slope of the hill three times to initiate casualty evacuations, recite machine guns, uh, and return fire. I gotta be honest, I definitely think Craighead... I agree. Yeah, his actions, everything Craighead did is exactly as terrifying. His, his actions proved a turning point, inspiring his comrades to fight back with renewed fero- uh, ferocity, displaying gritty leadership all above that expected of his rank. Lance Corporal Leakey's actions single-handedly regained the initiative and prevented considerable loss I mean, of life. that's insane. Dude, yeah, no, the dude's fucking balls of that's steel, insane. and he 100% deserves that Victorian cross, but I also think so Craighead... Craighead. Yes, whoever is the people yeah, in the British that government listen to us listen in the Ministry podcast, of Defense, get Craig yeah, that cross. Craig Thank on you. There. I'll make some calls. Uh, so anyway, the I keep fucking I, I keep having this tab open and I awful. and I click to it. I'm like, oh my just god, delete it. Yeah. Uh, Hughes fired. A, yeah, the director he got the director to quit, so they hire a new one named Luther Reed uh, as a loaner from Paramount Studios. But he had other gigs that he was involved in, so they drop him. By the time they get to the aerial battle scenes, and they use a new director, Edmund Golding, uh, from the old times. I'm not going to list his movies either. Is his name? What's his first name? Jack Hughes. Is it Howard Hughes. Hughes. Howard Hughes. Uh, Howard Hughes uh, also got his pilot's license for this movie because he wanted to be a part of its Fuck production. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> so they start filming the movie in 1927, um, and they go along 18 months when a historical movie drops out uh, or comes out called The Jazz Singer. This is the first full-length movie with dialogue and lip-syncing with a music score. Essentially, the first talkie movie oh, yeah. ever oh, created. Oh yeah! No way. They had spent over, well, he claims two million. I'll get to this. Uh, two million of what he claimed would be four million dollar budget by the time this happened, and they decided to reshoot all of their dialogue oh, scenes because he's like, "Well, I want to. Yeah, I can't release a silent film yeah. now. That'll be lame. Yeah, that'll be dumb. It'll so just be another movie. Um, he decides he wants to use that in his movie, and unfortunately, the Norwegian actress that he hired playing a British noble has a noticeable Norwegian accent. Fuck. <laughs> so she gets fucking fired. Damn. They pay her off, but yeah. you know, at least she like, gets paid. She is considered like the first victim of the the talking movie era really? yeah she's like one of the very first people ever fired i never even took that in consideration of oh like, it's a big thing of like like you know you're not talking so accents didn't really not at all didn't fucking just matter hot yeah that's Holy it shit yeah, yeah. Okay. so she got fired kind of a bummy uh hughes person this 
this is weird. And, and I was trying to read more about it, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Hughes personally scouts an up-and-coming teen actress uh, who's 18. I don't know about And I was that. like, where did he get her? Yeah. But Hughes is only like 23 at uh, the time of this. Still. I mean. Still. I, I get it, but Not still. as bad. Yeah. Not as, whatever. Not like a 50-year-old dude. Um. So she, yeah, she, she, her name is Jean Harlow. She's actually from Kansas City. Oh, no shit. Really? Uh, yeah, and he hires her. And I she, guess 20, uh, that doesn't make me as uncomfortable as him being like Exactly, 50, that's what I'm saying, yeah. They're pretty close in age, yeah, but yeah. still, a little weird. Um, I was like, I'm only four years yeah, older than my Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, And what made me especially suspicious about scouting this up-and-coming actress is that she was a horrible actress. Uh-huh. Horrible. Only 18, has nearly zero experience, and the director at the time, Harlow, had to pause production for three days to walk her through scenes. Really? Because she was so dog shit at really? acting. God damn. Um, another fun fact is this is the only movie that has color fo- footage of Jean Harlow as she would die of kidney failure at like 24. No shit. What? Yeah, totally unrelated. For real? Yeah, she got scarlet fever when she was 15, uh, and they didn't. it wasn't diagnosed well, and then her kidneys fell down, and damn, she died. Damn, that sucks. I know. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, the... He also hires another director at this point named Jamie Whale. Uh, he's decently well-known now, and he directed some big movies that a lot of people would know, like The Invisible Man, Frankenstein, or The Man in the Iron Mask. Damn. Uh, but is, at, at the time he was hired, was brand new. This would be uh, his first film ever. Uh, technically, technically, this is his second released film because this movie took so fucking long to film all of the flying scenes, he flew to England, made another movie, and released it before this one came out. That's crazy. Another cool fact about um, Jamie Whale is he was openly gay for his entire career, which no is shit. extremely rare in the 20s. Shout yeah. out to a fucking yeah, real dude, one, Yeah, dude. He was out dude. there sucking D and not being yeah, afraid. not being afraid about uh, it. Now it would be weird if you hid your yeah. in, in Hollywood. Yeah, They're yeah. like, what, bro? Yeah. What are you doing? Let that shit out. Um. Jamie did not like the script at all, so he hires a new writer. So now we're on our third director, our third writer, and second lead actor. And we've changed technology of the film. Oh, my Uh, God. I know. Jesus He hires Joseph March, some rando poet this dude knew, slash I think probably banged, to tune things up. Because that dude did not do any movies at all. (laughs) I was like, okay, where the fuck did this guy come from? They're really just trailblazing in the fact of like, we're banging these people. Get them in here. <laughs> uh, so several articles mentioned that Howard Hughes gave the writer a luger from the movie after, so I guess he did a good job. Okay. I mean, I, they just kept mentioning that with, like, very little yeah. explanation. I was like, okay, game, yeah. I'll mention All that. Right. That guy has a luger now. Uh, as mentioned before, Hughes was a renowned aviator and worked with another pilot. Uh, his name was Harry Perry. <laughs> it's like that can't Harry be real. Perry. Uh, to design that—that that sounds like a middle school yeah, fucking make fun of yeah. someone's name. Um, he, he worked with him to design aerial stunts for the dogfight scenes. Many of the pilots for these scenes were actual World War One pilots, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And Hughes directed the scenes while flying overhead. No shit. Yeah. So we watched uh, we watched this movie last night called The Deep House, and it's like about this French couple or like they're YouTubers. And they go deep diving, and there's a house in uh, the bottom of this lake that they go explore. Um, this looks it, cool. It, it, dude, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, I can imagine how fucking like, difficult this was, because it's shot entirely underwater. The uh, whole movie? Yeah, the, except for like the scene. There are scenes where they're above water, but 90% of the film is entirely underwater. And it, I was reading up one, and, he was, and the guy was like, yeah, we had a, uh, we had the, we had a house a f- built... 
This is a 5.4 and I Yeah, it was like we had the house built on grids and we submerged it a story at a time because if we submerged anything else for too long, the decor would, would fuck up. We, oh. and they'd have oh. people on standby and he was like, it kind of sucked because like you don't have Wi-Fi down there. So we had to set up like a series of antennas that I would be able to be above the water and watch what's oh, going on. Dude, whoa. yeah, it was the logistics of it is a fucking insane. And then he got a five point four and I Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good movie, I'm not gonna and lie. Thirty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't sound good it's, at all. It's 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 not the worst, but it could be better. You like shittier horror movies. Fuck yeah, dude. Than I, I would. just I just like anything that's horror because I'm like, give me something. Make me because feel the 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 current Trading pool is dog yeah. shit for horror movies. Uh, so you gotta understand that this movie was a fucking huge production. Uh, in some of the scenes, he had literally fifty planes flying at the same God time, damn. using over a total of a hundred uh, aviators over the course of the movie. The final scene had a total of a hundred and thirty-seven flying pilots. Good God. because of the filming, directing, and actually operating the planes. They used real planes, real machine guns. Dropped real bombs Holy out of shit. the real planes and a real dirigible. They built a dirigible for the movie, too. No shit. Uh, the main stunt pilot, Paul Mance, who would later die flying a plane drunk during filming The Flight of the Phoenix. Nice. Uh, that's not even one of the deaths of the nice. movie. He just Dude. dies later. <laughs> um, had some trepidation about the final scene. The airplane was supposed to do a steep pullout after a strafing run, which is when it flies, shoots its guns at stuff on the ground. And Mance was like, sorry... None of our pilots can do that. That plane is way too dangerous to pull it off. We can't use that. Uh, and Hughes was like, whatever, dog. You guys are s experienced World War fighter planes. Well, I just got my pilot's yeah. license, so <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Do it. Uh, so he does do that, and uh, he crashes his plane immediately, nice. obviously, uh, and uh, fractures his skull. Nice. He has an extended stay in the hospital and undergoes some facial surgery. Um and he comes back to production. Uh, he's like mostly fine. This yeah. is in Aviator, by the way. Oh, is it The really? movie Aviator yeah. is about Harry, he, Howard Hughes. Oh, no shit. crashing the plane is in that movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I should watch that. it. I've watched Aviator. Oh, okay. I've seen so, it a long I mean, time yeah, ago, that's though. That's the bottles at the end. That was, that's, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember a whole lot. I should probably watch it again. I don't yeah. remember a whole lot about it. Um, there was a... I found this really funny story from HistoryNet.com, which was one of the better write-ups of it. It was actually kind of hard to find info on this because it was made like 90 years ago. Yeah. And uh, a lot of – I've noticed for things this old, a lot of things just get repeated for so long yeah. that no one ever bothers to source it anymore. And so, like, I can't find out if claims are 100% true. But this one seemed pretty legit. While sequestered for lengthy periods in the hot sun, the restless daredevils enjoyed playing practical jokes on their eccentric, hot-headed boss – one such prank involved waiting for Hughes to enter the sole outhouse located on the rural grounds. Tomic, one of the pilots, then jumped into a nearby parked Airco DH-4 camera plane with its tail pointing directly at the primitive comfort station. A few other airmen helped crank the, uh, the propeller as Tomic throttled the engine, causing the outhouse to topple over in a cloud of dust. Dude, <laughs> god damn. <laughs> Hughes was furious, Obviously. and after crawling out of the makeshift men's room, fired the entire crew. There it is. Uh, replacing hotshot pilots, a rare commodity, was difficult, and so the merry pranksters were all rehired within an hour. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not going to yeah, find any motherfucking yeah. Nelson, buddy, do this. <laughs> I was like, wow, they did like a real jackass yeah, to, to yeah, their to, director. Yeah, to, to that's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that's ballsy, too. Uh, shortly after the crash and his subsequent facial reconstruction, a, another, a pilot hit some wires while attempting to land his plane in California uh, at one of their little sites and pitched a plane down and killed him instantly. Damn. 
Another pilot was transferring a British fighter back to their Oakland shooting location, but he crashed the plane and was killed instantly. Really? Too. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, that'd be crazy. Still have flying any back in the day, yeah, dude. You know, <laughs> two accidents, yeah. that's not so bad, yeah, considering yeah. how many planes. So then another pilot... This Australian guy named Rupert Syme McAllister died in a crash that has no official explanation. I even went out of my way. I found an interview with his son, who was an accomplished World War II fire pilot, which is really? why he was uh, interviewed. Nice. And he was like, yeah, my dad died, my dad died in a plane crash. That's, That's it. it. I was like, what? <laughs> Give us some details, dog. Like, uh, even one of the articles was like an unexplained death. That's what they called it. What? I was like, okay. So, three deaths happened. on the plane. Pretty bad. I wonder what happened. I know. Yeah. Probably drunk. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. True. Uh, so, then, they were flying this German bomber around. A real German bomber. Because they Howard Hughes just went around and bought every World War One plane he could get his hands on in the U.S. And just I wonder how much they were selling them for. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Pennies. I, I, was saying, I can imagine because they were... You could buy a P-51 after World War Two for like $1,000. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. <clears throat> So uh, they were flying a German bomber around, original. They were supposed to fall into a tailspin to simulate getting shot down because the plan for this movie was to simply crash the airplane into the ground because it looks sweet. <laughs> so they were like, all right, put her in a tailspin, yeah. just jump out, it'll be fine. The pilot does manage to bail out. The mechanic on the plane who was operating smoke generator in the tail section of the aircraft was not able to get out what? and was killed on impact after falling 8,000 feet. Dude, I, what the <laughs> fuck? I was like, this was your real plan? They were like, it wouldn't look convincing if the smoke wasn't coming out of the tail. Dude, what the <laughs> fuck? I Bro, if, for, so if someone was like, all right, you're going to sit in the tail of this plane... The, the tail. The start the smoke generator. You're gonna jump out. I'm like, no, no. That doesn't sound like a good idea no. at all. Like, where, no. how am I supposed to get out? And I'm also like, this seems like a very one shot production yeah, yeah. method. You, you don't know? have another. Like the plane crashes, and they're like, did you? I didn't have my camera. Yeah, on. I, <laughs> the lens cap was on, dude. Uh, start again. So that is the fourth and final death of this movie production. But there's a lot more chaos ahead. Okay. Uh, by 1928, they're getting near to, to the end of the filming. And they still haven't filmed the climactic final scene. Uh, Hughes was waiting for sweet puffy clouds to make the scene look badass, but they were filming in L.A., which outlawed yeah. clouds in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, there were some clouds over in Oakland. So they fucking picked up everything Jesus and flew Christ, to North California dude. to fly near some clouds for the scene. Uh, that being said, the scene is lauded to this day for its use of nearly zero models and intense dedication to realism. Jesus because, Christ. Because, I mean, this is considered widely one of the most realistic depictions of World War One dogfighting in movies. Really? history. Because it was real pilots yeah, flying real, real planes, real planes yeah. 10 years after the war. I'm surprised they just shoot at each other for real, dude. <laughs> I, they shot real machine guns, but blanks. Yeah. But they were like... Pointing their plane at each other and shooting guns. I wonder if those there dudes had, like, scene? PTSD flashbacks oh, of, like, fucking fighting in a real war. Because, like, I mean, dogfights now, nah. I kind of uh, wonder, yeah, honestly. I, could, uh, I, I mean, can only imagine. Here, look. Look at this scene. Uh, I've got this clip from the full movie, which is on YouTube. This? Yeah. Watching? Yeah. They dropped real bombs dude, out of oh real life. Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> they just... That's insane. I was like, how do you film this? <laughs> this seems so unsafe. It was, it was lawless back Way then. before lawless. OSHA. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're going to drop you real can, bombs? That's cool, bro. <laughs> do whatever you want, man. Um, so, 
While filming, Hughes' intense dedication to the film and long working hours caused his marriage to fall apart, so he had to get a divorce. There you this go. This is a billionaire. He doesn't give a fuck. I'm like, I'm just like, I keep thinking about the smoke machine guy, and I'm like, couldn't you just rig it to where the yeah. pilot could be like, sure. turn it on and then jump out? Sure. You need a second Or they're guy. like, you know, we need the smoke to pour out of the tail. Like, no. It's going to pour out of the top, so yeah. I can just jump the yeah. fuck out of this fuck airplane. Jesus Christ. Also, as the airplane is spinning... How do you jump out safely? I don't know. I uh, I would I would like to terrifying. assume he would jump out before the tailspin happened, but I don't know. I, have no I think you need to get it into the tailspin for the scene. I wonder if you can just like what if turn you do the it, rotors like you didn't to, crash it, right? Yeah. That looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he does get a divorce. Also, uh, this is the same year he gets divorced. The same year that uh, the Black Friday stock market crash happens. No so shit, he's really yeah, having yeah. trouble getting this movie out. Um, as I said before, Hughes claimed that the budget of this movie was four million dollars. It's common exaggeration and reported widely to this day. He just did this so that he could say it was the most expensive movie ever because there had been one right before that was a oh, lot yeah. more money. He only spent two point eight million dollars, which is the equivalent of sixty five million dollars this year, Good, which yeah, yeah. is I mean, pretty yeah, fucking cheap yeah, for to, to pull off a, a blockbuster like this. Yeah. And that's what happens when you film stuff without any regard for human safety. <laughs> fucking four people dude. died filming this movie. Um, so yeah, the movie comes out it, after four years of shooting, four production deaths. The movie is released. A final cut that includes still. Silent sequences with title cards, dialogue scenes, uh, dubbed some dubbed sound, and an eight-minute color scene. Dude, what? <laughs> Just put it all in Frankenstein there. Frankenstein this yeah. trash together. <laughs> that is the only uh, color footage that exists of the actress Jean Harlow because she died so shortly. Oh, after, so yeah. An eight-minute clip is all that exists of her. Holy shit! I know it's kind of interesting. Um, there was uh, unfortunately another airplane movie to come out at the same time. Damn. Hughes tried his best to stall their production by leasing all of the airplanes they wanted to use. <laughs> Rich people asshole Dude, shit. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work, so they just ended up suing the production company for plagiarizing. This made the production company rush the movie out so that it would be out before Hell's Angels and before a lawsuit like hit them. Yeah. And uh, then they won the lawsuit anyway because it was bullshit. Nice, so, nice. I mean, he's just pissing money yeah, left and yeah, right yeah. on this thing. Um, at the premiere, he had squadrons of planes fly over Hollywood Boulevard with trails of red, white, and blue smoke while stuntmen parachuted into the crowd and over 600 police officers and National Guard troops had to be called in for crowd control. Because this dude was popping fucking. They don't do premieres See, like they used to. this is to. what I'm saying. Like, this is what I want out of billionaires. Like, ludicrous yeah, yeah. wastes of bullshit. Yeah. Don't. Don't hoard your money like a dragon. Don't buy companies. Yeah, just fucking do cool shit. Give money to people who have to do stuff. Um, The movie got rave reviews for the super cool flight scenes, but the dialogue and voice acting were apparently widely panned. And one person went so far as to say that uh, the movie was really awesome, except for when Gene Harlow was on it. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rough. Yuff. I mean, that's what happens when an 18, unexperienced Yeah, unexperienced child, actress. Yeah, yeah. shit. Uh, the movie actually also featured many things uh, that were super uncommon at the time, like ladies' legs, uh, swears, 
And because there was a very narrow window of time between silent films and talking films where we hadn't, like, uh, passed all those bullshit, yeah, like, yeah. laws and regulations about what is depicted. So this was, like, one of the spicier movies. Yeah, of the, I was looking at some, 30s. like, this of, a lady's of her legs with her, and, like, she has her, like, robe open. You can, like, see. Almost her, see a little bit. Al- of, yeah, almost yeah. see a little bit of nip, dude. I was yeah. like, oh, they really let that slide back then, huh? No. <laughs> There's a, it is a really narrow window. I yeah. can't, they call it uh, the pre-code era. Pre-code. Yeah, yeah. That so this was like one of the hallmarks of it. The movie went on to make uh, $2.5 million after spending 2.8. Yeah. So it was a loss. Yeah. And it was one of the highest grossing sound films of the area. Era, but, you Wasn't know. a lot of sound films out of No. Time, so. um, and also, it was a stock market crash, and, like, America was plunging into the deepest recession of all, depression of all time, and people weren't feeling the Yeah, movies. yeah. Um, so... He um, lost money, but didn't really give a shit. He went on to become a huge aviator. Fuck he, it. He's rich. It doesn't matter. It yeah, matter I'm, I'm going to be fine. Uh, Stanley Kubrick called this one of his ten favorite movies of all time. It was influential to his career because yeah. the dedication to yeah. what the movie was. That's fair. Um, and I wanted to show you what the final scene looked like uh, with all those motherfucking planes in the air. It was fucking insane. Yeah, because I was looking at... Look uh, at all that. Jesus Christ, Look at dude. all that. Yeah. Oh, my no God. No CGI, my guy. That's insane. That's yeah. That's a ton of fucking And he's sitting there on the radio like, well, I'm trying to yeah. do something different. I'm like, <laughs> it is... I was reading this, and I was like, first of all, outrageous amount of dying I, yeah, for a movie Yeah, production. and also, like, I can... I mean, you know, what it's worth, I can imagine the sheer amount of effort that went into that. Like, having to coordinate all those planes at the same time. 70 dude, planes, yeah. 130 Holy pilots. Yeah. Fuck. It was so cool, and I want to watch the movie now because it looks really neat. But um, you know, really a disaster. Yeah, it, the movie lost money. It's it was it had like three different formats in it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. they changed yeah. actors, they changed directors, yeah. they changed writers. They had they had to change pilots a Dude, lot. Oh my god! I, the, the own director smashed his face, and while he was fucking trying to fly for this movie, I was just like, see, "I'm just gonna, I'm holy gonna, it can't shit. be that hard. I'm just gonna fucking get up there and it, see what happens." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was the fairly disastrous production and results of Hell's Angels from the 1930s. That's crazy. That's a fucking. Yeah, that's insane. I'm, like, looking at, like, still images from it and stuff and just, like... It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the logistics of it being, like, these are real pilots from world, from the war. Flying these, yeah, old real planes. fucking... Doing real tactics. Planes, yeah. doing real shit. Because, like, I mean, dogfighting today is almost non-existent. I mean, uh, no, yeah, no, it doesn't not, happen. It doesn't and happen. many of the planes that have been shot down by U.S. forces in 40 years were not within eyesight. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you can shoot over the yeah. horizon. Dude, you know? for real. Like, but so, back then, being like... You were like, what you was could it? see what hat that the, guy was wearing. The life expectancy of a pilot in World War One was like 16 days. It was like, yeah. Yeah, it, it, like, because you were with the shits. Like, if you were a pilot, dude, I would hate to be a pilot. What a fucking You were literally, man. like like you said, you would see the dudes, what kind of hat the guy's wearing when you... Indestructible, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you could see the kind of hat the guy yeah. was wearing when you shot him and down. Especially when it really, like, when they first started, it was dudes shooting pistols at each other. Yeah. Flying their plane. <laughs> Come on, deal, little fucker. <laughs> like a machine gun right there and just fucking. Um, every time we talk about fighting fighter pilots, I just think about the Red Baron for some reason. Uh, I mean, yeah. Was he really that bad of a motherfucker? He was. I haven't, I haven't he read was. a whole lot. I, I know he's he a, a really fucking insane pilot. fighter Pilots pilot. Are, like, the Aces in World War One killed tons of people. <laughs> like, back then, 
they, you know, a pilot would be like, I, I, I shot down 30 men. You yeah. Know? But, like, a pilot in Vietnam would get, like, four. And they'd yeah. be like, an a- what a an god. Ace, yeah. You know, like, That's it was just... Shooting down 30 fucking planes, dude. Oh a totally different game back then. Different breed. Yeah. Different breed. And, yeah, that's that's all I got. That's crazy. What an insane fucking... Time film. to be alive. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I saw this other, while I was reading about it, this other movie they were filmed. Some other, I don't even know who was filming what the movie was, but they were like, hey, man, uh, see those pylons over there? They're made of balsa wood. You got to crash your plane yeah. into them. It, it's for the scene. It'll look see- sweet. Um, he's like, all right, cool. The uh, pylons were made of concrete. Oh, my they God. They forgot. Really? To, no one told the builders to make them not out of concrete, and he smashed his plane into concrete. Holy shit. That's the t- dude. No one walked the over fuck? there and was like, yeah. You know? <laughs> Nobody. Just They're like, smash your plane a little bit. You know, smash your fucking airplane. Made and that man was like, okay. Yeah. And he was cool with it. It's yeah. like, there was no, like, maybe I should. No. Maybe we should check a few things no. before that. He was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. And that's what you I, told me to do, boss. I, I will. Believe anything you tell me and <laughs> not question it at all. So, so um, do you know what you're covering next week? Of course not. When have I ever known what I'm covering? Next? I might cover the Rangers and Crip Shootout. I think that'd be a good one. Um, I'll look into it. If it's it. long enough. It, it's it about, does seem it's, short. It's about the same um, length that the Nairobi is going to be. So I would imagine. I mean... It's, oh, okay, that'd be yeah. good. Um, so I, I'll look into it. I, I watched the video on it. I'm just going to – I want to get a little bit more information before I go at it. Um, but, yeah, do you know what you're covering next week? No. Yeah. No. That's usually how it goes. Not at all. It's all right, though. It's all right. It's all right. Um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, well, download. Yeah, we forgot to say that shit. Um, it'll be all right. We'll fucking – we got to set us a reminder or Something. Something. Uh, But, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Be kind to others. Love you so much. Bye-bye.